Hey, hey, and welcome to another Podcast Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. And I am your other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? Hey, okay. How about you today, Paco? I don't know. I'm, I'm a little scared. We're hopping into this uh, monstrous monkey mash f- full of monsters, full of castles, scary people. I guess Spooky say. vibes all around. It is. It's scary. Scary did times. Did you happen to know when it was shot? Uh, no, no. Uh, I do not know when it was shot. It was filmed Halloween 1967. Really? Eh? On Halloween? That's kind of fun. And the next couple of days after as well, but Halloween, for sure. <laughs> I wonder if they just saw that they were coming up to Halloween, like, well, let's just do like a scary one. We'll just do it around that time. Because, <laughs> you know, NBC opens up the, the back lot of uh, spooky stuff around Halloween. Yeah. So like, well, let's take advantage of this. And then we'll just put it out at the end of January. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We won't mention Halloween in it. It'll be monsters. So this week we've got uh, Monkeys episode number 50, the, the half century mark for the Monkeys television series. Big episode. Yeah, man. Uh, monstrous Mo- the Monstrous Monkey Mash, uh, directed by our good buddy James Frawley, taking us you home. Back. Written by Neil Beerston and Paul Panich, or Panic. I don't know. It's a CH at the end, so we'll see. Right. Neil Neil broke away from uh, Paul Mazursky and uh, the other Paul, whoever he used to, the three of them. <laughs> he went on his own, got a new Paul. Originally aired on January 22nd, 1968, as we uh, were just chatting about. So we open up on a scary castle with lightning and thunder, and you may recognize this castle. Because it's the same castle as in Monkey See, Monkey Die, the very second episode of The Monkeys. And I actually, when I saw it, I was like, is this is this, this one? So I went back and checked, and yep, there it was. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Davey noticed when he was rolling up to the place. I wonder if he saw it again. He's like, wait, is this where we got that organ? <laughs> <laughs> so inside this castle, Davey's following uh, this woman around. Her name is Laura Lee. Or Lorelai. <laughs> and uh, this knight, this, there's like a knight's armor in the th- side and it drops its axe right behind him and he's completely oblivious to it and he hangs his umbrella on its arm. Did, did you happen to recognize Lorelai from uh, the MCU, the Monkey Cinematic Universe? Who is she? I did. She's uh, She was uh, Honey from Honey and the Bear in the uh, microfilm in the Maraca episode. I forget her character name in that one, but that was her. Oh, interesting. There you go. There's a, there's a few uh, comebackers in this episode. <laughs> uh, so Davey looks at this painting of a vampire, and uh, this vampire is played by Ron Masick. And he says it's very interesting, but then uh, it moves, and then he scampers away, and he asks uh, the pre-Elvira here, who I think she looks like. Her, her <laughs> real name is Arlene Martell. He asks who that is, and she says it's her uncle. How long had he been dead when he posted that picture? <laughs> That's that's smooth, smooth delivery. That was great. Yeah. And then uh, the uncle sticks his tongue out at Davey in the picture. (laughs) And Davey walks over to this like bat that's on a lamp stand kind of thing. And he pulls the string and it says, I want to drink your blood. (laughs) And uh, that voice is none other than our man, James Frawley, throwing his voice in every monkey's episode he can. I think he wanted to be a voice actor and just wanted to pad that resume. I think we're going to hear his voice again later, talking to Mickey. Yeah, yeah, we do. And uh, and then Davey says, uh, that's a great conversation piece, isn't it? And uh, Lorelai tells Davey that she wants to give him something. 
and it's very obvious that Davy wants nothing from this woman <laughs> for some reason. He this is <laughs> he's not into these powerful big ladies. And uh, he tries to leave, but before he goes, she asks for one kiss. And while she's asking, she's taking off her big, huge necklace. When she gets close to Dave, she puts it on him, and suddenly he's under her spell. What a kiss. I've never felt this way before. You fool. It is not my kiss, but the magic necklace. What a necklace. I've never felt this way before. There's no that. magic locket, but uh, it'll no. have to do. Yeah, yeah. Gaudy necklace. <laughs> <laughs> So suddenly the uncle yells, silence, and he climbs out of the picture. What? It wasn't a real picture? Hubba what? <laughs> and he's super stoked about Davy, although he says he's a little short. And uh, he says he's going to be perfect to be Dracula reborn. And then he goes into a full-on Dr. Evil laugh, which takes us to the intro. <laughs> they didn't call it that back then. And yeah. uh, about a minute 45, which I think is a standard for a regular episode. Yeah, and you, we get to know what's going on, and you, here we go. <laughs> exactly. So we come back to an episode-themed intro, which is nice and spooky. And uh, at the pad, Mickey's sleeping in the living room, and Peter's prowling around in his orange jammies with the blue bunny on him, also worn in Monkey See, Monkey Die. Like, and, yeah, he's had those on a few times. And yeah, if you had... If you had jammies on your monkey's bingo card, you're in luck. Yeah, lucky you. That's that's a, that's like almost a center one. It's very important. Very difficult to get. And so Mike's uh, Pe- got those uh, Stylin Paisley jammies. Those are yeah, nice. those are very nice. And uh, Peter ends up scaring Mickey. Don't do that. And then Mike comes out to see what all the commotion's all about, and he scares Mickey and Peter. <laughs> and Mike tells them to stop scaring each other and to turn on the light. And when they turn on the light, they all scare each other. <laughs> A lot of scares in this one. The scare per minute ratio is, uh, I think, is the highest out of every uh, episode ever. Yeah, very high. Of anything. And Peter says that Davey should have been back by now, and Mike tells him that he has a number where he can reach him. He goes over to the red phone and he dials it, all funny-like. And uh, (laughs) the uncle answers it. I think Davey's in trouble. We better go help him. (laughs) Because of the... uh, The general vibe. Yeah, general vibe. He could, read, he could read the room through the phone. Yeah, that's how thick that vibe is. <laughs> and uh, Mike says they got to go save him. And Mickey and Peter agree and then instantly hide under the covers. And once again, courageous American youth leaps into the four. Four five. <laughs> so at the haunted castle, Uncle Drac gives Davy a, a beaker with some red-orange stuff in it and tells Davy it's just tomato juice. So you mean tomato juice? And Uncle Drac tells him just to drink it. <laughs> and uh, JV chugs it back. And uh, Uncle Dracula says, uh, in a few days, he'll be drinking real blood. And then they go back and forth with this blood blah thing. <laughs> and Davy says, uh, they think they have a hit. Blood, blah, 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 blah. Think we got a hit. And so in another part of the castle, I was going to say it looks like the basement, but this whole castle looks like a basement. And uh, <laughs> Unky Drac gives Davy a genuine Dracula cape and tells him to fly. And Davy flaps his arms and begins to fly around and smashes into the wall, of course. Yeah. And unlike the lower quality editions of a monkey's episode, like some of them on YouTube, he, he, that dude is flying. Yeah. But on the, on the Blu-rays, you're like, wait a minute. He's <laughs> wired up, but good. In yeah. The Peter Pan get up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so then we cut to a, another exterior of the castle, which was also used in Monkey See, Monkey Die. 
They really huh. hit the monkey see, monkey die uh, vault <laughs> for this episode. And uh, the boys come up to the door and ring the bell. It's like a gong. And Peter, uh, Mickey tells Peter that if Davy's in that castle, they'll find him. Uncle Drac opens up the door and invites them in, and Mickey instantly wants to bail. On second thought, no. <laughs> but Mike tells Uncle Drac that they're friends of Davy Jones, and Lorelai asks them to come in, and Mickey has a change of heart. On third thought, yes. And uh, Unky Drac does the Dr. Evil laugh, and the boys join him, and it's actually pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> It really is like an Austin Powers scene where everybody just starts laughing together for a little while, which I read in an interview with uh, Mike Myers that this episode what? was the basis for Dr. Evil and all his cronies. Not Get just the time. laugh, the whole thing. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you meant like this episode was the basis for Lauren Michaels' whole demeanor and how he behaves. I wouldn't be surprised. I, whenever I see Lauren Michaels, I'm like, you kind of giving off a monstrous monkey vibe. I got to tell you right now. So inside the castle, we see Wolfman, who's apparently supposed to keep an eye on Davy, who's chained to the wall. And Davy asks him why they why they keep him downstairs when they get to walk around upstairs. And he tells him that they're treating him like a dog. And Wolfman seems to take all this in. It's like the first time it's occurred to him. And Wolfman <laughs> is played by David Pearl, just so you know. He's one of the, the stand-ins for the monkeys, I think. Yeah, we got a bunch of him coming up. In the, I think that's the first know? time he gets like a credit, I think, yeah. Uh, according to uh, IMDb, he's uncredited. So yeah, he doesn't oh, actually get I thought credit. he got like a stage credit for this one. No, not this one. He gets he gets one actually for the uh, uh, the Christmas show because he gets pulled in at the end and he, he, gets, uh, okay. he gets credit for that. But anyway, <laughs> so the boys follow Lorelai and Uncle Drac into the living room, which is actually the library. I kept thinking it was a living room at first, but it's a library. And okay. uh, they tell the boys uh, that they have work to do. And Mike asks where Davey is, and she tells him that he drove into town and will be back soon. Which is lies. All lies. Yep. So they leave the dudes alone, and they wonder why Davey would go out on a night like that. And Mickey sees Davey's umbrella, and he almost gets chopped in half with the, with the knight's axe. <laughs> and then Peter scolds them about being suspicious of a nice man and his niece who happened to keep a bat in the living room. And he's talking about the, the bat lamp thing. And Mike freaks out because he doesn't like bats. And then Peter stumbles around for a bit for some reason. A, a bat. Uh, lats in the baby. Uh, keep bats in the... They just door leave, uh, carry bats in the... Uh, this is disgusting. And then Mickey screams. But then we hear James Frawley's voice. And he and Mickey talk about the size of scare Mickey should have. And it's like a really cool, fun moment. Ah! I could. Uh, Would you like a little bit bigger? Hmm? That was my oh, medium one. scare. Oh, do another one. Would you like a long one? A small one. Small one? Yeah. Ah! Good. And uh, it shows you like the, the free wheelingness of the show at this point. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. And wonder, all, it makes me wonder what the size of the scare is that Mickey rolls up onto Mike with in a, in a short while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if that's where they get like the Dolan scare, uh, <laughs> like the Richter scale for Dolan scares, the Dolan scale. <laughs> oh, boy. So Peter says he'll have a look around, and he spins around in a circle to look around. Jesus. And then at one uh, point, the, one of the pictures of Unky, Drac, and Lorelei pop into frame. Like, it's like a blank frame, and then boop, there they are, monkey style. And uh, Peter's impressed with the instant portrait, which I heard this episode was the uh, basis for the Polaroid camera. So oh. the, the inventors were watching this, like, an instant portrait. 
How could that happen? Next thing you know, they were going to call it the Monstrous Monkey Mash uh, Picture Maker, but then they decided that <laughs> was a little too much. Monstrous Monkey Mash Oid Camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this episode is a gold mine. <laughs> it, it is. See, it's because they're borrowing from so many other episodes. It gets the juices mm. flowing. For real. So Mike starts reading about vampires because they're in the library. And uh, there's a scary picture of Uncle, Uncle Drac. And uh, Peter goes off about seeing that face before. I know I've seen that face before. I know I've seen that face before. I have faced that scene before. Oh, face the... <laughs> and Uncle Drac says that his brain will be perfect for the monster because he doesn't have a brain in his head. He's talking to Lorelei when they're sitting in the, in the portrait there. The instant portrait. So Mike tells Mickey that the book is about how you turn into a vampire. And then Mickey freaks out because he thinks it's a specific book to him, Mickey Dolan's, about how to become a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, oh God. Yeah. So the bat lamp starts yapping and Mike notices that the vampire in the picture is the one from the book. And Peter says that he recognized him from the front gate. Mickey says that he told Davey to stop hanging around with vampires and they all go crazy <laughs> with fear. I told him a thousand times, he says. Yeah. <laughs> I told Davey a thousand times, man. Stop hanging around with vampires. I, know. <laughs> I just see some of these episodes. Are, they're dragging Davey away from vampires, like, literally all the time. Yeah. And the stuff about Peter being, like, brainwashed or, like, having a brain switch, they did this at least once or twice, it seems like. Yeah, we have. We've uh, These waters have been chummed. We're in episode 50 now. They're just like, oh, God, what else can we do? so mike tells them all to be quiet so they can whisper so no one will hear their plans and the little laura lee in the pictures uh she takes out a quill and licks it and uncle uncle drac asks if she cut her tongue hopefully (laughs) because he wants her blood obviously which seems weird because it's his niece but is that weird? Like, I don't know how the blood drinking etiquette goes within family members. He gets the vampire pass for this one and let's move on. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, Mike says, Look, if the uncle comes back in, right? Pretend that everything is groovy. (laughs) And he tells Peter to search the house and he refuses. And he says he wants to stay with Mike where it's safe. I gotta hand you one thing, Pete. What's that? You have a great respect for fear. You're right. It scares me to death. What? Fear does. (sighs) And Mike says, come on, Mick. But Mickey can't hear him because Peter's in the way. So then Mike says it into Peter's ear and Mickey hears it through his Peter's other ear because <laughs> he doesn't have a brain in his head. And, uh, yeah, see, but like the, the sigh Mike gives after Peter's talking <laughs> about being afraid of fear and Mike just sighs. Like long, they have to cut it. It's, it's so long. <laughs> so now Mickey and Mike split, but they have trouble getting out of the door, which has been a reoccurring thing in these episodes. The monkeys have a hard time getting out of the door. <laughs> so Davy's laying it on thick to Wolfman, telling him that he's always second billing to Dracula, and what he needs is a good agent because they're exploiting him. And Wolfman seems to agree. Uh, and when Lorelei comes down, she gets he gets all up in her face, and uh, she asks what he wants. And Davy says he wants a better percentage of the profits. He wants cookouts on the weekends, and he wants to play his own music. Nooch. I love that so much. <laughs> Loralee agrees, and they shake on it, and Davy's happy. But why should Davy be happy? He's still chained to the wall. He should have thrown in, and he wants Davy Jones to be set free. That's what we should add there. Davy needs oh, an agent. Shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and actually... Turns out uh, Wolfman's big Dave Clark 5 guy. Doesn't care if the monkeys come off the wall or not. <laughs> 
But interesting note here, where we're saying Davy needs an agent with this Wolfman character. The boy. The guy playing Davy, the guy playing the Wolfman, was it David Pearl? He becomes Davy Jones's agent later in Davy's career. Holy like true, that's true. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, but that is a Le- an actual thing. Legitimate tea has to be. Yeah. It really is. So upstairs, Peter's looking at the bat lamp, and Laura Lee pops up just out of nowhere and says, hello, Peter. He says, bye, Laura Lee, and he tries to get out, and she asks why he's leaving. And he says that he's read all, and he said that he's read all the books. And she says, all 640 volumes? And he says, I took a speed reading course. Huh? She tells him that she loves an educated man, and he asks if she's Davy's girl, and she says no. So he starts to kiss her, and then she puts like, the necklace on him. That's all it took. Immediately, like, like less than half a second later. He's yeah, like, oh, man, hey. Yeah, okie doke. Let's do this. What a kiss. I've never felt this way before. You fool. It was not my kiss, but the magic necklace. What a necklace. I've never felt this way before. So Wolfman comes into the room and gathers up Peter. And when he turns around, uh, Unky, Unky Drac is there, and they scare each other. Don't do that. Hey. So Uncle Drac tells Wolfman to put Peter down because he's a dum-dum and they can use his brain and put whatever thoughts they want into it. Wolfman ain't down with that. And Uncle Drac says, don't make me use my magical powers. And he lifts up his cape in front of him and pulls out some hot dog links, which makes Wolfman drop Peter and he goes after the dogs. (laughs) Uh, Uncle Drac tells Laura Lee to take Peter to the laboratory and they scamper off. So Mike and Mickey are creeping through the halls and they scare each other again. We should have had a drinking game with us scaring each other. But then a, a, This is the one for that, for sure. Definitely. Uh, then a door opens up and a mummy shows up and the boys are disgusted with them. Oh, you dirty... Wow, where did you get that suit? What a mess! And they tell him to get out of there and he just kind of lumbers off. And Mickey tells Mike that he's scared and he wants to leave. But Mike says they haven't found Davy. And Mickey says that they could form a trio. And Mike brushes him off and they'll go look in the library where Peter is. They open the door and they don't see Peter. He's gone. And Mickey says that it could be a duet. But if Mike goes missing, he'll be a single. And then he sings a theme song and it's pretty hilarious. Here I come, Mickey. walking down the street. I get the funniest looks from all the people I like meet. Hi, Mickey. It's just no, it's it's undercut with some deep heartbreak nowadays. I'll tell you what. It's true. I didn't pick that up the first time I I was watching it and making notes. As you might know, he's touring again. He is. As a tribute to his uh, fallen comrades. Oh, he's you better open with that. Yeah. <laughs> Here I come. Yeah, yeah, it, that, that'll be a very cool. I like that he's got it wrapped around like it's a tribute to the monkeys. Now he's not like it I'm the monkeys. Like, he's going. I can't imagine he would just you know stop. Well, yeah, of course. What's he going to do? Like, and uh, and he's playing the Opry, so we might have to go if, if we can make it. We got to go see him down at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. Yeah, that'd be a hello. That'd be a good buzz. I didn't notice that was on the schedule. Like, I'd like to see him in Wisconsin because that's a Madison's a happening town. But uh, either way, we got to make the, somehow we got to make one of these. It's getting farther and farther, but Nick, <laughs> we got to come see you. Yeah, exactly. So someone, someone set that up for us. Have uh, your people call our people. <laughs> Pretty please. So then that that takes us to the commercial break, K-E-L-L. and we come back to the uh, <laughs> the monkey see monkey die castle shot again, 
And inside, Mike and Mickey are snooping around. And Mike says that if anything happens, they'll meet back in the library. And Mickey wants to go back to the pad right now. <laughs> it's a very cowardly Mickey episode. Uh, but Mike says no, and they start creeping around. Behind them, the Wolfman shows up. And Mike asks Mickey if he hears footsteps. And Mickey says no, but they should get out of there because it's not his kind of house. <laughs> it wouldn't be mine either. I got to hear you there, Mick. So Mike finds a secret door and scoots into it, but Mickey wants to stay behind because he doesn't want to go down some secret door in a scary castle. So he starts to tell the wolfman this, that he shouldn't just be going to secret doors in a creepy house. And then he tells the wolfman that he should get a haircut because he won't get into Disneyland, which I guess was an issue in 1968, apparently. I don't know. Sounds like it probably was. I wonder if that actually happened to one of the boys. Yeah, but. But here in the MCU, I wonder if later on, when they're back safe at the beach house, if uh, Peter and Davey come at Mickey a little bit and say, hey, are you trying to puss out for rescuing us at the haunted house? <laughs> It'd only be if Mike uh, rats him out. Like, hey, guys, I don't want to spill any tea here, but uh, Mickey wanted to go home pretty bad before we found you. <laughs> I got to tell you, he didn't even come into the scary door I went into. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey just sheepishly said it. Ah, it's true, guys. I was scared. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so finally, Mickey realizes he's talking to the Wolfman, and he screams and takes off out of there. And then he goes back to the library where he barricades the door with all this furniture. He spins around to see Laura Lee, and again gets scared. He tells her that there are monsters out there, and she says, "All coy like." Well, what are we going to do? And Mickey gets brave for a second. He says, like, he'll protect her because his middle name is Danger. The, the wolfman roars outside and Mickey freaks out and says that his last name is Chicken. Quiet, isn't it? Mickey. Danger. Chicken. So, Laura Lee puts the necklace on Mickey Danger Chicken and she kisses him. <laughs> what a kiss. I've never felt this way before. You fool. It is not my kiss, but the magic necklace. What a necklace. I've never felt this way before. Oh, shut up. And Laura Lee tells Wolfman that this one is yours. And Wolfman is in the hall eating a banana. And he just opens up the doors because they open out. And so all the furniture really did nothing at all. Wolfman could have come in at any time. <laughs> it's always fun when that happens. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> so down in the basement, Mike is telling Mickey that he's sure glad he's with him. Because if he was all alone, he'd be really scared. And then he turns around and realizes Mickey isn't with him. And he is all alone. And he is really scared. So he yells out for Mickey. Mickey! And then he yells out for Davy. Davy! Davy! And then he yells out for Peter. Davey, Peter! Hi, hi, hi. And the echo comes back as Mike after he yells out for Peter. What the heck? So then uh, he opens up a sarcophagus and the monkey's at the monkey and the mummy's in there and Mike stammers a bit and then closes it and takes off back upstairs. He ends up in the library again and climbs into the painting. So un- Uncle Drac and Laura Lee come in and he says that all the monsters shall live tonight and he starts to tell her what they need to do and then suddenly a patent paper or like a quill and a pa- pad end up in Mike's hands and he starts to take <laughs> notes. But th- that's their jam. Like Unky Drac and Laura Lee know that you go into the painting. That's, you know what I mean? That's their, that's their jam. But now Mike's in there and they think nothing of it that there's a new guy in the painting. You know, th- <laughs> this is on them at this point. So... Unky Drax says uh, that they're going to take Peter downstairs at midnight with the monster and transfer their brains. And he asks Laura Lee if she knows what that means. And she says, Peter with a monster's brain. No, you fool the other way around. 
The monster in Peter's brain. No, 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 no. <laughs> Peter in the monster's brain. No, wait. Peter's brain in the monster. <laughs> So uh, Mike asked Unky Drack for an eraser because they went back and forth on the plan so many times. So he gives them one and they split. Now Mike writes down the pertinent information. So downstairs, there's all kinds of torture devices and Mickey says that he's starting to get nervous. But he's been nervous the whole time. Like, (laughs) this is the most calm Mickey's been since his audition, essentially. And he says now he's starting to get nervous. So Mickey complains about being turned into a wolf man and Davey says that being a bat is worse. He says all they do is get in people's hair, which is weird. Uh, Mickey wonders uh, what it would be like to be monsters. And then we flash into this fantasy sequence with Davey being a vampire. Mickey's the wolf man. And Davey asks him why he can't be more articulate because Mickey can't talk right because he's a wolf man. And that, then Davey starts complaining like, where's the girl that's in all vampire movies? And then he wants to bite her neck kind of thing. And Mickey tells him to hold on and then he howls and this pretty blonde girl shows up and just walks past them. And then that's about it for her character arc in this episode. Davey notices that someone's... Is that Valerie? Is that where Valerie shows up or is that during the uh, romp later? I think that's her there. Yeah, I believe so. One of her many appearances in the series. Exactly. Yeah, I bring it up in the things. Yeah, she shows up a lot more than I had uh, realized. Mm-hmm. And uh, Davey notices that someone is coming and Mickey tells him not to be silly. It's, the, it's a fantasy sequence. And uh, Unky Drack comes down and uh, he says that he sees they're already dressed and he tells Davey to stand up straight because he's got a lot to be proud of. So Mickey tells him to back off because it's a fantasy sequence. And Davey tells him that every show has a fantasy sequence and he lays down the rules of the romp and uh, says that no one interrupts the romps. Like they get to go off in these sequences. And Unky Drack says that it looks like the show is now going to be different. And, he t- and Mickey tells him to get out of their fantasy. And Drax says, oh, so in these fantasies, you can do whatever you want? And they say yes. And he tells them to try to take off their monster makeup then. And then he walks away laughing. They try to take off their makeup, but won't come off. So they start to protest to the makeup people. And they try to walk <laughs> off set. And we see that Uncle Drax is in the director's chair. And he tells them that this is their new reality and that they're not in control there. He is. And he's sitting beside the camera and we see, I think you see the, the monkey's pad in the background. I think that's the other set we're seeing there. Oh, wow. But uh, so he says he can control anything just by thinking about it. And he tells Wolfman to chain them up and for Laura Lee to go on with the operation. And then he laughs himself right out of the room. He's a pretty jolly guy, Unky Drac. He, he, has, he's he, has, all right. he has a good time. So Mike's coming back downstairs. He starts to get a little swagger going, and then he trips and falls down the stairs. Here's Unky Drac coming his way, so he knocks on the sarcophagus and says he's only going to be till the next stop, and he hops in with the mummy. <laughs> Unc- Uncle Drac comes uh, through with two bodies under sheets on two stretchers, and he introduces them as Frank and Stein. Little joke. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Even he knows it's bad. Unky Drac goes... Uh, to a bubbly beakery area and uh, Mike pops out of the sarcophagus with some rags on his head and, and in what looks like to be a filthy winter coat or something like with (laughs) at the end of the winter time, you see some kid just wearing a disgusting white winter jacket. And that looks exactly like what Mike is wearing here. So a long day of playing in the snow plowed, dirty, salty, dirty snow. Exactly. Too many recesses, couple lunch hours (laughs) just ruins that jacket. So Unky Drack calls for the mummy, and he calls him Mummy Man, which sounds weird to me, but I guess we'll go go with it. 
And uh, <laughs> Mike pops up and he says that he's the mummy man. Uncle Drac questions him and Mike yells, Mummy! At the Wolfman and Wolfman freaks out. So Uncle Drac says, I'll buy that. And uh, Uncle Drac comes up uh, to one of the bodies and he says that he has a scalpel. And Mike says, that's not a scalpel, it's a bone chisel. And Uncle Drac mm-hmm. asks uh, what it does. And Mikey says, it's used to split. And then he grabs one of the stretchers. And Uncle Drac says, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm going to split. And then he just <laughs> leaves, he just gets to leave with his body. Which he, he assumes is Peter. He thinks he's getting Peter back. So Mike drags the stretcher into the room where Mickey and Davey are chained to the wall. And Mike goes to set Davey and Mickey free. But he tells Mickey that he needs to get a haircut or they won't let him into Disneyland looking like that. So mm. something going on there. So back in the other room, Uncle Drac and Laura Lee are still looking over the tools. And it dawns on him that the mummy was actually a monkey and that he's going to set the others free. Laura Lee is the only thinking person. And she says, well, they still have control over the others. And Uncle Drac says that he can control them with his thought waves. And he takes over uh, Mickey's mind through a kind of mental Bluetooth action. And uh, then Mickey attacks Mike. He's really biting my hand, you know. I'm sure it was really mental Bluetooth action. <laughs> I think that's, that's where they got the idea for Bluetooth, I read. You read that? I did. It was in Wired. Again. Read It's issue 424. So Davey pulls Mickey off of Mike, but then Uncle Drac takes over Davey's mind, and he tries to bite Mike's neck. And Mike tries to wake up Peter, but Peter's in the other room with Uncle Drake and Laura Lee and the monsters in the room with Mike and Davey. Uncle Drake laments that uh, Peter is lifeless, so they can't take him over. Laura Lee, oh. once again, being the only thinking human in this house, says <laughs> they have the energizing switch in the room with them, which is very convenient. And Uncle Drake is super stoked that they can bring the monster to life from there. And then he says to her that she's not such a bad kid. <laughs> They go over to this big, gray, ugly switch, and they say a couple stupid jokes, and they pull the switch, <laughs> which leads us to Monkey's Romp with Going Down, oddly enough, as uh, our Monkey's Romp song. Very, a very spooky tune. <laughs> it is. I guess it is. he thinks he's going to drown. That's not a fun situation. I suppose it's true. Not many horn sections in a lot of haunted houses, though. Not usually, no. Unless the jump scares. Like, boop. <laughs> So uh, Frankenstein's monster raises up from under the sheet in the room with the boys. He chases them around. Uncle Drac gets scared of the mummy. Then he turns him into the pretty blonde girl from before. She's there all of a sudden. Uncle Drac tries to bite her neck and she slaps him, wrapping up her character's sequel arc story, or sequel story arc. The uh, two wolf men fight over a fire hydrant for a while. Frankenstein's monster walks right past Davy because he's so short. Mike has a torch, and Uncle Drac comes up from behind him and lights a cigar off of it, which then explodes. Peter's standing around dazed, and Wolfman tries to scare him, but Peter throws a bone and he chases after it. Davy and Uncle Drac stare at each other and do a really bad mirror game thing. Uh, Mike sticks a battery on one side of Frankenstein's monster's head, like inside his neck where those bolts are, and then it makes him smile each time he touches it, and Mike has a kick out of that. You cut back to Davy and Uncle Drax still doing the mirror thing. Davy doesn't have a glove on. He puts one on. Hilarious. Uh, Frankenstein the monster licks the battery and sticks it in Mike's ear, and he does not look impressed. And I don't know if we're getting uh, a real Mike Nesmith reaction there for getting a licky battery in his ear or not. 
<laughs> but I say yes. Uh, uh, Mickey's getting strangled by the mummy, but he grabs a piece of, piece of cloth and just spins the mummy out of there. Peter's using a can opener on the knight's armor. Davy climbs a ladder to get to Frankenstein monster's nose and he twists it and then the monster just reaches out and strangles Davy and like lifts him into the air. The knight's armor and Laura Lee, they're dancing. Then uh, the Frankenstein's monster cuts in and he starts dancing with the knight's armor. Laura Lee cuts back in. There's a whole lover's triangle going there. Uh, Uncle Drac is chasing Peter and he pulls out a big sucker and Uncle Drac runs away because he's scared of it for some reason. Because he's the only sucker, maybe? I don't know. But then he comes back and steals a sucker, scares Peter. Lots of cuts of quick faces. Really old footage of the boys running around. Yeah. Like the the fountain thing for a bit. Yeah. They're jumping over that water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then that's the end of the romp. And essentially the end of everything, because the boys are all back together in the library. And Mike says that he read once, he read that once the monsters are defeated, they can't come back for a thousand years. And then Peter asks what time it is and looks at his watch. Come on, it's a nice watch you boy that. Michael. Uh, Mickey says that the only monsters in the book were Dracula, Wolfman, the Mummy, and Frankenstein's monsters. There are no more monsters. And then the book starts to float and Peter freaks out. And the boys tell them that it's just special effects and they use scissors and they cut the book, the book down and it falls and lands on Peter's foot. But, um, and that is a uh, monstrous monkey mash. Wow. Whew. I'm out of breath that so much happened. So much happened. One big spooky romp when you get down to it. It really was. Yeah. It just could have been a full romp the whole time. Like a silent movie. <laughs> they just play going down like five times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> just running around haunted house there's your show yeah exactly all right so overall thoughts this is a fun one i think all four monkeys are in it so that's always fun <laughs> it is it's definitely a second season show definitely second season episode but it's got that you know the the fast motion monkeys music when like mickey's doing the thing putting up the furniture like you don't hear all that all the time and it's very uh it reminds you you're watching the monkeys. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great uh, a mishmash, a monstrous monkey mishmash of uh, <laughs> new school monkeys and old school monkeys kind of put yes. together. They have the nods to the, the older episodes, Peter's Pajamas, the castle, the mm-hmm. old footage of them running around. <laughs> yep. But yeah, overall, it's a fun episode. It's kind of... Uh, it, it's not following such a formula as as other episodes have. You know what I mean? Like it it does, yeah. but it's also got some some room to 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 stretch out. So it's got some like very scripty, corny jokes, but also has some moments where they're just kind of goofing around, getting from point A to point B in the scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, no guns in this episode. Huh. There's axes and. Bats. Uh, bats there there's a fangs torches and, uh, but yeah no, no guns. guns no guns so chalk How that about up that highlight of the show <laughs> i like it when um we could say the hey hey i'm a monkey thing is there but i also like it when um mickey is talking to frolly off camera that's what i was gonna say that's my favorite thing where it's not like a when they break the fourth wall later when Dracula is the uh, the director, you know what I mean? It's a yeah. scripted wall break, but that was like a real moment that, that they just put it in there. And it's... 
it's it, kind of fun. Yeah, and it's got to be for the time pretty pretty cool. I bet that's like a major yeah. late sixties telev- hip television show move. I think. Yeah, you didn't see that shit like that now. No, Just... no. Um, was there a monkey's ruse? I don't think so. No, I guess not. No, they didn't really lie to anybody. They were getting lied to. They, yeah. they were the rusees. <laughs> hey, hey, we're the rusees. Mm. Uh, fourth wall break, many. There's a, yeah. the one where they walk off set. That was kind of a scripted fourth wall break, but still it was there. Uh, there's a, the frolly thing where, where was, Frawley uh, talks to Mickey. When, at the start when the boys are hiding and Mike addresses the camera. Yep, that too. And then uh, when they cut the strings off the book at the end, yeah, showing the special effects. Yeah, I think once in a while Davey looks at the camera and says, like, he says, like, I think we got a hit and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And and Davey at the very, very beginning goes, oh, oh. Oh, he yeah, he's, it in there. he's still trying to make it a thing. Yeah, it's at the very beginning. I think when he notices a book or something. Oh, it's when he notices the bat lamp. He goes, oh, uh, yeah, what do we yeah, have yeah, over yeah, here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Best musical moment, there's only going down. So it yeah. wins. In the reruns later, uh, going down, like in the 70s, like Saturday mornings and stuff, uh, going down was replaced by your favorite, bye-bye, baby, bye-bye. Interesting. I'd like to, to see a cut of that. That'd be kind of neat. Bye-bye, baby, bye-bye, don't you cry. And speaking of uh, the monkey's music, at the end of the first day of shooting, the boys head to the studio for the first sessions of the album that would become the birds the bees and the monkeys really eh true facts that's a what an action-packed week (laughs) (laughs) so they did not go trick-or-treating what a bummer what a bummer (laughs) they should have dressed as each other like davy goes as mike peter goes mickey etc mickey's got the orange pajamas on yeah peter just has a big huge afro on (laughs) (laughs) um classic monkeys moments there's a couple uh there's returns of don't do that that shows up we said davy does the (laughs) (laughs) um what wouldn't fly in 2022 nothing it's all good i think i don't see this being a problem with anything okay so we're in the did you knows We've uh, we've brought up David Pearl before, saying uh, he needs a better agent, and he became Davy Jones's agent slash manager. But uh, mm. also, we're saying he was a stand-in for the monkeys, mostly Peter. He was often Peter's stand-in. Yeah, he's in, he's in a whole bunch of episodes, like notably the Christmas one. He's one of the crew members that gets pulled out at the end. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so David Pearl, keep an eye out for him. Did, did great things. Did great things. <laughs> Arlene Martel, who played Laura Lee, she has 74 credits. Most of them like one-offs in different television series and things like that. Yeah. Ron Masick, who plays Uncle Drac, he has 122 credits. Not bad. And stuff's still going on. He still has some stuff in, in uh, pre-production and uh, post-production. So keep an eye out for him. Mike, wow. Mike Lane, he played uh, Frankenstein's Monster. He has 61 credits. He, and he was in the Monster Squad TV show as Frankenstein. Come on. And before this Monkeys episode, he played Frankenstein in another movie. Holy. He plays Frankenstein three times in his career, which is, is uh, pretty crazy. Talk about typecast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, you, uh, don't say anything and be tall. Perfect. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and Valerie Karras, she's the pretty blonde. She has seven credits to her name, and she's in 13 Monkeys episodes. That's wild. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. Okay, ooh, what is that? I'm hearing, I'm hearing something. Hey, what is up now? Once again, everybody's favorite second half of the episode, the Randomatic Countdown featuring the Wool Hat of Mystery. Hashtag that whole thing. <laughs> that'll that's be your whole tweet. That's your whole tweet right there. But get it trending. It is time uh, for that magic moment where we reach into the Wool Hat of Mystery and pull out three monkey songs to add to our ongoing monkey song countdown. All right, who goes I, again? We should we should figure out who always goes first or second. I think you, I think it was you. I, I mean, your turn because I think I did two last. Yeah, time. I think so. All right, I'm gonna reach into this wool hat of mystery here and see what I can pull out on this marvelous monkeys mash day. Well, maybe something spooky will come out. <laughs> All right, I have someday man. I was born. gotta say major jam i i really like someday man it's pretty nice it is pretty nice it's like davy in his element but also not in the davy schmaltz element in like yeah. the davy like party element yes that it was uh co-written by roger nichols and paul williams yes that paul williams who did a lot of stuff with like uh the muppets and uh daft punk and He's like kind of an icon in his own right. This is some early work by him. And it was also uh, produced by Bones Howe, who did a lot of production work with uh, the Turtles and the Fifth Dimension and Tom Waits. But as a, a Davy Jones tune, it's got that kind of, uh, you know, kind of the horns and the, the schmaltziness, but it's not too schmaltzy. And it's, uh, it's a fun listen. Yeah. And it works with his uh, kind of swagger. I agree. It's, it's a, it gets you stoked again. Instant replay bass on on almost on par with that changes bass. It's it's <laughs> fantastic, and uh, yeah, I, I I really dig this song more than I think people would think I do. <laughs> I believe it was the uh, B side to listen to the band, if I'm not Ooh, mistaken. That's a pretty good one-two punch, I'd say. Yeah, but yeah, where would you like to put it in the old uh, countdown, homeboy? For me, I would put it. Right after Zoran Zam and before A Little Bit Me, A Little Bit You at number 46. I don't know how you feel. I feel it's a pretty good spot for it. That is a good spot. I don't think it was actually on uh, Instant Replay. I think it was just like a on a Singo. I think it's on the, the massive reissue with all the other, like the 80 song Instant Replay. I don't think it's on instant replay proper so then would this uh be like an honorary slip-in song or, or no no no, because it's a it's a legit single so someday man peaked at number 81 on the billboard hot 100 chart well we almost have it half higher Look out. <laughs> <laughs> just a scotch all righty all righty jeff put your hand in the hat yeah, let me, let me see what we got here. Unlucky Stars. 
<laughs> Finally. I think, I think <laughs> was this that favorite song you were talking about? <laughs> Finally, it's been unearthed. I think this is a justice jam, if I'm not mistaken. Unlucky stars are in my sky. My fortune teller. Unlucky stars from the Justice album. All right, so uh, above or below, I'm a believer. <laughs> well, see, okay, here's here's my thing with Unlucky Stars. When I first heard it when we were just doing the re-listen, I was kind of like, ugh, God. But <laughs> it's not that it's a bad song by any means. It's like a bluesy shuffle. Mickey wrote it, and he sings the hell out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't feel like a monkey song, you know? Like, but, you know, they they do the... <clears throat> monkeys do the 50s thing like in 33 and a third and like uh the, the dolan's jones voice and heart they'll do like the chuck berry or like uh, a little richard or a fats domino kind of thing do the pompadours and whatever but uh, but just do the do just do you man yeah exactly it, and also like it came out in 1996 and it's like, where was, like, other songs of their sound, like they're trying to kind of fit in with the time. <laughs> but then there's this song where it's like, okay, cool. Like, a Mickey Dolan, if it was on a Mickey Dolan solo album, I'd, I'd, I'd buy it. Like, I don't mean I'd buy the album, oh, yeah. but I mean, like, I'd buy it being on that album and be like, oh, yeah, for sure. Why not? Mickey, go crazy. But yeah. being on a Monkey's album just sounds odd to me. <laughs> the 50s was not in, no. in 1996. <laughs> no, oddly enough. When Soundgarden was like the number one band in the world, and you're putting out these tunes, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it ain't. It, I don't know. See, it's a li- feels a little out of touch, but Same. you know, like you said, it's capably performed. Yeah, but like, just seems feels uh, inessential. Let's say. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, where do you want to to put this gem? <laughs> um. That. It's like when you got to put your your date of birth in a thing. You're scrolling way low. <laughs> you're scrolling down for a long time now. It's like what happened here. <laughs> I'm put it. I'm just gonna put it above Ladies Aid Society. Down it. It's our new number one thirty nine. Wow. Yeah. Just this. Uh, mm, it's a big man. Any of these songs that go below Ladies Aid Society. It's like getting voted out first on Survivor. Oh, yeah. It's like, you're just like, no, really? <laughs> anyway, I think you got one last uh, yep. tune to pull, let's, Senor Paco. Let's see how we're going out, like a lion or a lamb. Get those phalanges in for something good. Okay. Ooh, oh, I had one dropped it. Somebody changed the course of history. All right. Just a game. There's a way... There's a way for you and I If you'll just stay If you'll just stay To keep me hidden from the day And all its light That's covered up by night When you're away Okay, just a game Off of Instant Replay Uh, Written, sung by Mickey Big day for Mick 
Yeah. Here at uh, Podcast Valley Sunday. It really is. You're right. It is a big day for uh, Mickey Danger Chicken for the Wallhead Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool song. It's really short. It's only uh, like a minute 50 seconds in and out. Yeah, you could, jam, you could easily jam like seven or eight of these on an album, and they do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's a fun little tune. It's not like uh, mind-blowing or mind-boggling or anything like that, but it's a... It's not a bad song. That's neat how it connects up and how it flows. The it's lyrically kind of pretty creative, and it's it's not just like a straightforward thing. It's kind of got that Mickey Dolansness to it. For any song that he writes, it's got kind of a something something different about it, something unique and creative. Yeah, yeah. He really uh, he really took to the songwriting. I, I know he was in like Mickey in the one. No, what were they called? Mickey in the. Mickey and the One-Nighters? Oh, it was one that, okay, that's what I was going to say, and I thought it was wrong. But yeah, so he wasn't a bands and stuff beforehand, but he really took to songwriting really well, because I think he's a good storyteller, and uh, yeah, it really worked out for him. For sure. Obviously, <laughs> that, that danger chicken sure has a future in the music business. There's a, if you dig it up, there's, I think they're, during the headquarters sessions, yeah. is when they first worked on this, in a more of a stripped-down setting, obviously, with less strings and horns and flutes and whatnot. So, uh, so just a game. I am thinking it can go between Mr. Webster and P.O. Box 98.7. P.O. Box 9847. 98.7. <laughs> P.O. Box. Chooch of the douche. Yeah. Mornings. Chooch of the douche. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking it's going to go at number 97, the Hot 97. Uh, just a game from Instant Replay, written and sung by Mr. Mickey Danger Chicken. <laughs> So our new number 98 is P.O. Box 9847. Yeah, I think that's a good place for it. It's not not super great, not super bad, pretty much. It's a marmalade. That's, that's right. Right behind Mr. Webster. For yeah. your diehards, you know that that was the first tune ever pulled from the toque. Yeah, our former number one, Mr. Webster. <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> so, and that'll do it for another round of the... Random at a countdown featuring the Wool Hat of Mystery. Good times, as always. Yeah, we got some uh, some definite uh, new tunes, some different tunes in this one. So it's always fun to, to revisit some songs you might have forgotten about. Some chooches, some douches. <laughs> All around a great day. Absolutely. All right, so that just about wraps it up for Podcast Valley Sunday. Woo! So from me, Paco, and <laughs> me, Jeff, have yourselves a monkey's little evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>